folks, you're listening to the Lazy Train Podcast. This is Cameron here. We've got a special episode for you today. We've got our first guest, Tobias, and Tobias is the guitarist from the Swedish band Wormwood. I've known Tobias for the better part of a decade now, and I thought he'd be a great guest to have on. But uh, with us also is my good friends and cohorts, Brady and Clyde. Uh, with that, I'll go ahead and hand it off to you, Clyde. We want a special thanks for Tobias for taking time. It's late in the evening in Europe, and he's taking the time to, to talk to us about his new album, the country he lives in, and all the cool things that comes along with being metal in Sweden, which I think is probably one of the, the most accepted countries for, for, for heavy metal. Um, it's almost, it's probably like your guys, like your national anthem is probably in metal, I would think. <laughs> Yeah, the, of course. No, but seriously, <laughs> our our national anthem has been uh, recorded in metal versions a lot. So nice. half true. That's that. See, that's so awesome. Um, I got a few questions. I, I you know, I see your your guys, the, the Wormwood. They've been you guys been together since twenty fourteen. I think is that right? Mm, yeah, that sounds. Uh, Right, uh, we we started out in in uh, 2013 with the uh, with a band that were gonna be Wormwood, uh, but it, we were uh, like official in 2014. Um, I think we released released our first. EP then or maybe it was the year after I don't remember so I got a question um over in Sweden uh do you guys what's it what, what's uh is, is there like a lot of folks there that you know that that record and like a lot of producers there or I, I assume that there's there's probably a lot more there than there are here yeah you, you know uh we're not the biggest country population wise but uh, uh, we got a lot of rock and metal bands uh, compared to the population and that also goes with produce, producers and all, all all that shit uh, like m- the music culture in general not only rock and metal are pretty big because yeah you you heard about it you know about it all the songwriters uh, and huge internationally famous bands and whatever Uh, people are talking about Sweden being one of the leading nations in the world uh, along with you guys from USA and uh, England Uh, why I don't know but you know they say it's something in the water. Some says that, but uh, I think the the answer is uh, that we got good opportunities to learn music as kids because we got this uh, uh, music school that everybody can join uh, as kids, and it it's cheap, and they will provide you with uh, rehearsal spaces and stuff if you're interested and. All you know, the youth clubs uh, got rehearsal spaces and s- maybe small studios and everything like that. So it, it, it's it's a good country to 
to live in if you're into music and arts, I guess. So you'd say it's just like ingrained in the culture. Yeah, somehow it ended up to be like that. Yes. That's cool, though. Like, um, I, I've talked on a couple of the other episodes how, you know, I got into metal, um, particularly getting into the more extreme stuff. It was the Swedish bands at the gates, uh, In Flames, Dark Tranquility. Like, those were the, the big three that that really got me engaged with, like, death metal, I guess you could say. Mm. Even though they're, like, melodic death metal and whatnot, you know. But, you know, that's one thing we like to talk about is, you know, the different the different genres and the the nuances and all that good stuff. But um, you find the more extreme stuff uh, oftentimes comes out of and and started in Sweden, at least the stuff that I really liked. Um, Mm, And and a lot of American bands are are influenced by, by Swedish metal too, which, you know, I think, you know, like American metalcore specifically um, like, you know, you know, bands like Kill Switch Engage and, and shit like that, right? Tobias, are you yeah, big fans yeah. of that at all? I, I, yeah, I don't listen to that kind of music, but of course I, I uh, know them and know the sound. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So like with, with your band, um, I think we mentioned it last podcast cause we had, we had talked about it a little bit, but, um, what, what, um, genre wise what what do you what do you see your band as or do you really even care or think about it oh, yeah that's a hard question uh i would like to say i don't care but uh you know when, when i'm talk to people outside of the the metal world i just say i'm in a rock band or a heavy metal band uh, but but if i talk to to metal heads People are more, uh, yeah. They they want to mo- go, go deeper to understand what it is because, yeah. as everybody knows, metal is huge. It's a big difference, you know. Black Sabbath to uh, cattle decapitation. It's quite a leap in between. Uh, yeah, yeah, we talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would. Uh, the, the easy answer is is uh, melodic black metal Uh, but that's also pretty big so to sum it up you you know to to be spot on it's melodic black metal with atmospheric and folk influences or something like that and that Uh, sounds so specific but that that's still like there's there's a a big there's a big uh, pool of bands that like fall into that category too. But I would say, you know, after listening to to Wormwood, um, you know, over the years and then of the, of the recent album, um, yeah, you guys you nail that. Like that's that's such a you guys do such a great job at what you do, man. Yeah, agree. So, Thank so, you very so much. Do, do you guys like specifically when you go to make music? Do you sit down and go, "We want it to be this genre," or do you just go, "This is what we're doing. Fuck it, we don't care." <laughs> uh yes uh from the from the beginning uh when we started out it wasn't meant to sound like this uh we we had some something else in mind like uh more of a black and roll ish style uh but you know well for me when i write music i can't really decide uh how my sound should be because it just 
ending up being the Wormwood sound. You know, if someone asked me to write a thrash metal song, well, in theory, I could do it, but it would still sound like Wormwood because, yeah, that's sure. my sound. And yeah, that's because that's you know, who you guys are. Yeah. 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 You know, Iron Maiden couldn't do a thrash metal song because it would never sound like Slayer or Anthrax. It will still be Iron Maiden because it's this, all the musicians are the ingredient ingredients. Uh, yeah. It's like it's their DNA basically. That, that's kind of yeah. how I try to think of it. It's hard like, to, to, to uh, change so much. Sure. It's like whenever um, you, you remember whenever I was in uh, uh, Wake the Dreamless that band. I, I remember back in the day when we used to, you know, Skype and, and chat and stuff. Um, I, the band I was in back in the day, we were very wait, much. Hey, wait a minute, Cam, you were in a band? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You are. He, the, in, in, in the, I, I got a. I got a question that. Tobias, when you listen, and I've asked Cam this as well, when you listen to other bands and other songs, do you listen as a fan or do you listen as an artist slash musician? Uh, are you able to put that, you know, are you able to put that guitarist aside and say, oh yeah, this this is the shit. This is, or is it like always in the back of your head? Like, why is he hitting that note there? Or why is he doing this? I would say like when I was in my teens, I was definitely a fan. Uh, uh, to be honest to myself, I'm not a fan anymore. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm a musician. <laughs> yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. yeah, so you're right. Uh, I'm listening. I am listening to music uh, as a musician. I, w I guess. Yeah. And th that's not, maybe that's wrong i don't know but uh oh i, I don't think it's wrong i, I can't I, and I, my background is in it and i mentioned this one time before i see things on tv that's it related even if it's science fiction and i lose my shit when i know it can't happen so i'm like oh my god what that's not you can't do that that's no you don't do it that way and i and i'm like okay you know the, the willing suspension of disbelief is is not a thing i believe in space monsters and aliens and zombies. But if you try some bullshit on some PC that I know that can't happen, I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah. So I could, I could easily understand how someone who, who does what you do could, could, could not just, you know, you don't want to, you know, like, I'm, you know, this is what I do. This is my thing. And not, you know, and, and couldn't, couldn't listen to it. Cause it's like, it's, I don't know. I, I'm not a musician by any stretch. And I say it exactly that way. Cause I'm not. So but with that being said, uh, I also had to fill in that all my, you know, childhood heroes, uh, I listen, I definitely listen to them as a fan uh, because they're so, you know, um, larger than life, you'd say. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, uh, I can't, you know, even though I technical technically uh, can, uh, you know, play better or whatever than ace freely from kiss he's still you know a rock and roll god and mm -hmm. i would never oh, even yeah. try to see myself as better even though i may be a better guitarist if you know what i mean 
Oh yeah, without a doubt, I got that. So uh, I, I'm definitely a fan. Talking about you know childhood idols and rock gods. Sure, I did. Uh, you said Kiss. I was a huge Kiss fan. That was one of my. I was a member of the Kiss Army. I mean, those were my. I loved Kiss. They were just one of my favorite bands back in the day. Yeah, that that was my my first my first love. Uh, my biggest love is I, I would say Iron Maiden, uh, oh, yes. and and they are still with me. You know, I collect stuff still, even though I don't listen to them. You know, every day, mm-hmm. but uh yeah i still adore them you know they have some of the most interesting guitar riffs from that that even just from that time period like i was going back i mean it's funny you say iron maiden because last night i was uh jamming along to uh to to the trooper (laughs) and looking at that riff like the the little uh, what do you call it? The the triplets that they have it, it just in the main riff. It's like that's that's a hard riff, man. Like, have you, have you ever tried learning that song? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and you know the structures are often pre- pretty, you know, easy if you zoom it out. It's three or four chords going, but uh, all the small details are. You know, you have to be a really skilled guitarist or musician to make it sound like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, and I'm not yeah. there. <laughs> no, but, but they, they are great. Yes. Yeah, no, they're a good one, man. Um, and the, the solos, too, like, they were definitely groundbreaking, you know. Like, that's that's something that, that you know, we like to talk about, too, is, like, they, they were definitely leading the charge back back in the 80s you know like they them and judas priest you know you you had you know you had black sabbath started out then just passed on the torch to judas priest and and maiden and then on to metallica and you know the thrash and the big four and all that good stuff um but how'd you um how'd you start getting into music i I know you mentioned you know in sweden you know you guys have like just just the culture there kind of let's grow grow naturally but what what was your personal story with music? Where'd you start out? I have a older brother. He's like ten years older than me, and he had a guitar, electric guitar, and also acoustic. So he was playing a little, you know. And uh, I kept hearing this rock, rock and roll coming from his room. Uh, so I think that helped uh, me out with, you know, gaining interest in it. Uh, and w- one day, I think I was like eight years old, my mom said to me, oh, you're going to start playing guitar uh, at Thursday. She she uh, signed up for some kids crash course, uh, whatever. And uh, I wasn't questioning it because it was just so natural for me like of course yeah i'm gonna play guitar uh yeah i have old photographs of me as a child with you know toy guitars and uh, rocking out in front of the mirror you know painting (laughs) painting myself as members from kiss and all that shit uh so it was just natural and uh, I started there, took that course, and uh, uh, and I've been playing since then. You know, 
in, in school, I, you know, I was like seven or eight, nine years old. We, we made up bands, you know, uh, and uh, lip synced uh, at the funny hour in class, you know. Uh, do you say funny hour in? <laughs> no, you don't. I think we call it um, uh, show and tell, maybe. Would that be close to our version of show and tell? Maybe. Yeah, you know, uh, Friday afternoon in school, you can. That's so. We I don't think we have an equivalent. The closest thing we would like have to free something time, like that I guess, would yeah. be like free time or show and tell, and that's not even, mm. you know, that's not even close to that. That's amazing. I should have see. My parents are assholes. We should have moved to Sweden in the sixties <laughs> instead of staying in freaking Georgia and Florida. That's ah, yeah, but that's Trump. you know I always wanted to to <laughs> try out uh, Georgia as well. The deep Come on south, down, man. I got I got twenty nine acres of land out there. I got pond. I got a stream that runs through it. Hell yeah, we can yeah. chill out there. Yeah, we can. I, I got. For how a long have you been? Two. Oh, you do. That would be all you got to do is holler, bro. Once, well, once all this other stuff. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a hundred percent. You guys aren't on lockdown, are you? Sweet's not on lockdown. No, not not a official lockdown. No, yeah. uh, and uh, all the other countries are criticizing us for doing this the opposite and wrong way. Uh, our government claims that we are doing it right, and all the others are doing it wrong. I don't know. We don't. Uh, <laughs> we, we haven't yeah. summed this up yet, but uh, uh, they, they recommend that we should stay inside, and the old people shouldn't shouldn't leave their houses and. Uh, if you just feel the most tiny, t- tiny uh, symptom, stay at home. Don't go to work and what, what, what. Everybody's right. working from home now, if they can. So it's really affecting the whole way of living, even though we are not locked inside. Yeah, we 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 under varying stages of across the U.S. and in Texas. Some counties have said, "Okay, you know, stay in place," or what's the term they're using? Um, shelter in place. Shelter, shelter in place. Shelter in place. Yeah, we've been working at home now for what two and a half weeks, guys. About two and a half mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. But anyway, enough of that non-cool, non-music related stuff. Non. How long have you been? Yeah, non-metal things. How long have you, Tobias? How long have you been, you know, writing music? And 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 a, and a part two to that question on this particular album was: Is it a collaborative process? Did you guys sit down and say, "Okay, let's start writing songs," or was it stuff you come up with? Or how, how did that? How did that? How does that work? Or how did this come up? Uh, yeah, I. I started to write music as soon as I got into music. I, I would say I, I had songs even before I uh, could perform them. Uh, I have, you know, old tapes of me being very young, recording, you know, it's gibberish, of course, but it's still songs. I, I had an mm-hmm. idea behind it. So... That's been uh, rolling ever since. Um, when I write songs now, uh, you know, I have a lot of uh, feedback from uh, the singer in my band. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he don't play guitar, but I always, you know, 
sending ideas and he's sending me uh, lyrics and all that shit and we try to combine it uh, we all always have a, a vision uh, something that we want to achieve like the feeling of it uh, but then the, the songs are usually coming from me uh, on every record with the, the drummer also ha- have like one song on every record but uh the main compos- uh, composition is from me of course everybody got their you know opinion in the rehearsal space when we're jamming the songs before recording them so uh, everybody i would say have their own you know little touch on it mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah it usually comes from this r- very room that i'm sitting in right now uh, and uh, yeah we are working on new material as we speak okay. so uh, uh, you heard uh it here I, first, I, I sorry i thought i said you heard it here first folks yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually yes uh that's right so uh i had this question to me a lot before so now when i'm in the middle of it i i I'm trying to analyze how things are done, but it's still hard to say because, uh, you know, it's all about good accidents, maybe, and co- coincidences. It's so uh, weird how, how uh, I, I always like to think about, like, just how you're saying it, how you, like, analyze it. Like, how does it come out of nowhere? Like, music, you, you just, you write it, and where does it come from, Right. Like whenever mm. I write a riff or write a song, it it just kind of it, it kind of always existed in me. Yet I brought it out. Like, how does that happen? And then you develop it, and you get all these ideas, and then one thing leads to another. Like, I don't know if you find like what well, I like to think of it as like uh, uh, finding a thread, right? Like you're like you're jamming around, you're noodling around on your guitar. And then all of a sudden you find this combination of notes and you really like it. And then the, Oh, I really like this rhythm. Oh, okay. This is really cool. And then, Oh, what if I do it like this though? Oh, what if I slow it down here and add the drums like this? It's just, you're just yanking on this, on this thread until you finally have a song. And, and I just, I think that's so cool, man. I I don't know how you feel about it like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's my dumb way of looking at it. Yeah. But I would say you're, you're kind of spot on there. Uh, Because, you can always like try to have the perfect idea before writing the song. Like, oh, I got a great idea. It will be a song sounding like this and that and what, 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 what. But it always ends up being something totally different, at least in for me. Uh, it's like a painting. Like, oh, I'm going to paint a cat and it's going to be... Uh, gray and it's gonna sit outside in the sun yeah maybe you can do that but uh will the like uh the the finished painting match the the painting you had in your head before doing it i don't know because it's all about coincidences and small accident like oh a brush stroke went wrong so you have to make it up on the other side and what now i sound like i'm hippie but yeah 
<laughs> well, like, like the the small accident things, though. That that's that's exactly right. Like it's all the best stuff I've ever written was completely on accident. I, like I have this one that's got this really interesting harmony. I don't even know how I did it. I just I was playing along and I'm like, oh, this sounds really wrong, but also kind of right. And then it, I just kind of kept pulling on the thread and and it just sounds really badass, you know. So, mm, um, yeah. and then kind of fitting it together with with other musicians too, like that. Not everyone, like you know, not everyone can make music with other people. You know what I mean? The yeah, that that's hard, uh, and I'm I'm still struggling with letting other people you know had their touch on my babies but uh, i found it a good idea at least when it comes to drums i would say i can play decent drums uh, and when i write music i always you know have this idea of, of the drumming but my drummer he is always uh, messing it up and and in <laughs> retrospect i'm happy for that because he always managed to you know make the song grow one step more uh, with his drumming uh, drumming skills instead of my old poor ideas <laughs> well yeah cuz cuz it's a different perspective on the song right so like and i know exactly what you're talking about so like whenever i write a song I have exactly in my head how I want it to sound like. And I hear it and I hear the drums and I hear the vocals and I hear everything. And then when someone tries to add to it, it's it's like, no, that's not how it's supposed to sound. <laughs> like, no, yeah. this riff is like this and, and, and you're fucking it up. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's why my band didn't last, right? But <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but, but you have to give and take. It's about that. If you're going to be a band with... Uh, more individuals than yourself uh in our case it seems like it worked out so yeah let's continue doing like that that's that's good man um so, for, so I, have for... a, I have a quick question um so you're talking about you know the whole collaborative process you come up with a song you bring it to them you know and everything keeps going how long would you say it usually takes for you to get a song from like hey this is an idea for a great song to this is done we're doing it this way this is this is our song now oh it really depends sometimes you got tons of inspiration and i go to my home recording studio and I just nail it like in one night. Uh, other songs has been, you know, uh, I started something and then it were it had to rest for like half year and then I had mm. this new riff to combine and so some songs maybe took like two years. Other songs took maybe like 12 hours <laughs> so it's it's it differs a lot okay. I, got, I got a question on time you know like there's what three songs on this last album that is in english so specifically the one that i really really like is the isolationist do mm -hmm. you do you do you write differently do you did you write the isolationist in english or did you write it in swede and then or swedish and then you know translated or how does how does that work uh, usually we, yeah, we, we mix languages, uh, mm -hmm. and that are 
in most cases based on what we want to say like uh, well I, the isolationists is an exception of that but uh, all the you know nature romantic and historic pieces that are taking you know like the swedish stuff they are mostly sung in swedish but other subjects like uh, space and what whatever uh, sounds better in english uh, some subjects will sound very cheesy in in uh, in swedish and the opposite so it depends on you know the topic of the song uh, the isolationists are a song that are about swedish uh, a dark piece of swedish history but it's mm -hmm. it sounds great in english also so uh, i don't really remember what we had in mind for that lyrics wise but yeah it's in english and along those lines on on, on your guys videos do y'all have an input on that or do there's those people come to you or do you get these i don't even know what they're called video producers i guess they say hey yeah we got an idea for that or is that something that you guys drive and say hey we have an idea for this uh the the guy who produced our videos is a friend of mine who works professionally in the tv business uh, and we are making it together, uh, mm -hmm. me and him. So uh, I would say we have a lot to say, like everything, uh, except for a few technical details, of course. But uh, yeah, uh, but the storyline and the the feeling and the locations and everything, uh, I think it, it's from me or us or uh, us together. So. We, we feel that we have ha, have like mandate to to do whatever we want, and that's nice. That's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys watched all of them. Of course, I, I did because I just wanted to see. You know, and I and and, and I watched them. And it's like because my, my I have a in the, one of the they, this they show a farmer and he's in there cracking the dirt and it's frozen and it's hard and all that stuff. It's like that kind of because my family's. You know, we have farmers in the background, so that kind of, you know, stuck in my head watching them do that. So this is yeah. pretty intense, man. Yeah, the in that video uh, for the song of Lie och Börda, uh, the the whole story there, we tried it to be so authentic to you know uh, uh, the history as possible. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the whole feeling of it, uh, you know, it's very melancholic and it was harsh times. Uh, so we tried to make our best, you know, uh, look like that. Well, it, it works. I mean, you can watch that video. You don't even because you have the, the, the lyrics fly across the, the screen and then they and this the one for the isolation is specifically but you can mm. kind of you, you get a feeling i mean it's the snow and it's the trees and it's just i mean you're just like oh shit you know yeah, you, it, you can feel that it's taking said in uh in a year where, where the summer never came here in in all scandinavia it was it was like 
proper winter during midsummer so uh, of course you couldn't do any farming or anything so people they froze to death and they starved uh, harsh times and and this is one of those times for me and, and i think a, a good video accentuates a good song I mean, a shitty video doesn't kill a good song because most people hear the music before they see the video. And maybe not so much now as it used to be. Most of us heard stuff on the radio mm. prior to in my age, prior to MTV and all these other things. And, and and then I listened to it before I watched any of the videos. And then when I saw, I think there was, I watched two or three of them off the top of my head that I remember. It's like, yeah, yeah, that just kind of puts it a little bit. I don't know if you're, um, if Five Finger Death Punch is the band I listen to. And they do a really good job with the this video nailing the theme of the song to me. And I, I think it just kind of adds a little bit more, gives that other another layer, that visual layer to something you already have in your head. Yeah, and I think also t- talking for for myself that I want our videos to be more like short films or art films more than like a traditional uh, music video when you you're lip syncing to to your songs. Uh, I can't see in the future, but but I would say that we we're never gonna do a video like that us playing you know uh, because the songs have so much r- lyrical content that i want to uh, be filmed you know right well i don't well, think I- a song like that would go good with you, you guys sitting there with half naked chicks on good on 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 cars that, that song wouldn't really play for that I, I could see that making total sense yeah well, I had a question about the the live scene over in Sweden. You guys play live, right? Yes, of course. Uh, not now, obviously, uh, because of the corona. Uh, but but we had a, a pretty busy schedule for this year that all went down the drain. Uh, but the live scene are pretty interesting in Scandinavian countries, I would say, because everybody attending a metal show in one of these countries are in a band themselves. Uh, and it's it's a pretty, pretty judging uh, scene, I would say, uh, since everybody are the best themselves. Uh, all the bands, you know, that tour, uh, when we go to foreign countries, we got so much more uh, respect and, uh, uh, and the crowd shows so much more, you know, gratitude for us being there. Uh, but in, when you play in, in Finland and Norway and Sweden, the crowd are more judging and of course tough, they are tough, tough to please yeah yeah tough to please that's the right expression of course there there are uh, of course headbangers and front row die hard fans also but not as much as if you just go to germany it's a totally different fan culture and uh, the the further south 
you go in Europe, the, it's more more alive, the fan base. But still, you know, up here, uh, we have uh, the, the scene is, you know, healthy and very much alive because we're so many bands. So, and everybody knows each other. So it's like being at a big uh, party with friends while playing live, especially in Stockholm. That's uh, cool, man. Yeah. And you know, when, when you're out on festivals and even if you're abroad, you know, there's another Swedish band on the bill and you'll probably know them a little. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. What's your favorite uh, place that you, you've uh, you've played at? Like, you, what all countries have you played at, actually? Oh, I've been playing in a lot of countries, so I can't just name drop them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> dang, <laughs> but but uh, Southern Europe and Eastern Europe—they are very, very uh, active as a crowd. And that's always fun. I've been to uh, South South America also, and that's totally <laughs> mind oh, wow. blowing. Mind blowing as a musician, you know the come to Brazil thing. Um, never been to uh, the States yet, uh, but that's definitely on the bucket list. Yeah, man. Well, when you come down to Texas, we'll have to we'll have to grab a drink or something. Hell Social yeah, distancing drink. We'll have to sit around the circle, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. seven to eight feet apart, and not share the same bottle. And we can't yeah. drink no Coronas. Yeah, no Coronas. No let's coronas. Uh, let's have a Skype drinking party instead. Then there, there we go. That's I guess that's the way you could do Zoom meetings. That's what everybody's doing now. They're they're getting together on Zoom and 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 watching old sporting events and getting drunk. So yeah, don't go. care about the sporting events, but the getting drunk fine. That's fine with me. I'm, yeah, sign up, man. Yeah, so uh, what was the question? Oh, I was just wondering what uh, you know, what your favorite one was. Does anything stick out in your mind? Like, hey, you know, I, I really liked this place. Maybe even if it's just because of their food or their culture. Maybe not even necessarily the show itself, but just like some good memories. Well, well, uh, one, one thing being on tour, like pe- people will or often like saying oh you're so lucky you're on tour you get to to see the world and what 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 the only thing you see is like airports and highways um, and that doesn't differ so much but uh yeah of course it's always an adventure uh, i can't really say what's the best i, I would say the the adventure is always the best come to new places uh, and it's always you know something is happening and uh, problems occur on the way and you need to solve them and that's always fun in retrospect you know um, the best place I've been to I, I don't know man I was watching the I was watching y'all's live the video from was it Kilkim? Is that how you pronounce it? K I L K I M? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, that was from last year. Yeah, I was watching that live video the other day. 
That looked like it was a big. That looked like it was a pretty decent sized show. Yeah, it's in Lithuania. Uh, I've been to Lithuania quite a few times uh, playing, and they are great. The uh, small country, the beer is cheap, and uh, and they they like to visit shows. Yes. <laughs> so there, you, that's a good recipe for a damn fine concert. There. Yeah, of course. <laughs> So, yeah, I will definitely go back there again. Uh, I, I Actually, I were in Lithuania just a few weeks ago when the first uh, front pages of Corona happened. Uh, it was, hasn't uh, spread outside of China yet, but uh, at the airplane when we flew back home it was like 50 chinese people with uh this face masks and i was oh. uh reading the paper like then uh, about this virus and then two days after when i got home i was sick as a dog <laughs> oh man i've been freaking I, I, the hell out i, I wouldn't I, I can't blame them maybe it was just a coincidence but I called the, the hospital and said, I may have this disease. They didn't want to test me. They said it hasn't spread so much yet, but I bet I got it. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that here, too. Like people get a hard time for trying to get a test or whatnot. And it's just, man, it's just a mess. This is This is truly like a phenomenon of our time, you know? Um, yeah, it's, not, it's it's crazy, man. Like we're gonna look back on this twenty, thirty, forty years from now and be like, uh, "Shit was kind of fucked, y'all." <laughs> Pro- provided it's over by that time, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we um, got a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of problems all over the world right now. Not just the virus, uh, but you know all this climate stuff and wars and and presidents uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah it's historic times gives inspiration to write some metal music about misery and whatnot there i'm sure in the very very near future we're going to have some somebody's going to write something about COVID 19 yeah, of course. whether it be directly written or you know, or alluded to or whatever the case may be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like ninety percent of all the records that will be released next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Because <laughs> I mean, think, I mean, all these shows are being canceled or postponed here. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's nothing open. No, I mean, all these artists who make their money by going to these shows and selling these merch. I mean, these guys, and you're, and you're, and you're one of those. I mean, that that money is not there anymore. It's just, it's just insane. Yeah, that, that's crazy. But I, I try to comfort myself, thinking that we all are in the same boat. So, what can we do? Nothing. Yeah. Just yeah. listening to one one tent, man. We're all in one tent. That's for sure. Yeah, we we just have to wait it out and uh, listening to our leaders about how to behave. <laughs> um, 
So kind of a, a, a segue, but uh, what, what have you been listening to lately, man? Uh, I wish I could, you know, name drop a lot of obscure black metal bands, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's... That's what I mean, Cam's here for. He'll name drop us some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, actually, I don't, you know, so much listening to bands anymore. I, I listening to songs and uh, from different genres uh, this whole summer i had a huge crush on guess what southern country music oh nice uh, yeah so <laughs> nice I, you know the, the whole summer i was i was a cowboy man uh, <laughs> i i even so bought crazy. a hat because i was so in love with the the country sound uh and i listened to a lot of you know old school rock and roll and uh and of course some obscure black metal bands also what uh what country what country music were you listening to specifically what artists <sighs> my of course, wa- uh, you know that the old the the old and gold uh uh, guys like Willie Nelson and oh, okay, the yeah. Hanks and everybody, but uh, also like newer artists, uh, Bob Wade maybe, and uh, uh, and all. As I said, uh, I suck at name dropping. No, no, no. That's it's in country music is such a wide. I mean, it's it's a very specific uh, American thing, and there's plenty of other. I mean, you know, you look at we got some Australian artists. I mean, who who play country music, but it's such a, a wide, you know, it's not to me country music is not near as wide of a wide of a, a birth as as metal. I mean, because yeah, you know, of you course, know, like you said earlier about going from Sabbath all the way to you know the Cradle of Filth, for example. I mean, that's yeah. such a wide. I mean, that's such and country's not quite that that wide. It's it's a little bit more specific and it's and it's different uh, and then its approach, I guess, is the way or that sound maybe. Well, to be more specific, I, I like you know the outlaw sound. Uh, Oh, Wayne the, Jennings and all those guys. Yeah, and if you're a, oh, a band with quite with just a few teeth in your mouth and the moonshine <laughs> in your hand, that, that's a good band, you know. Oh, all amazing. those bands are are great. <laughs> well, I, in case you ever do the states, I have some authentic moonshine in my in my liquor cabinet, so I'll save it for you if you ever. Thank you very much. Wine. Not a problem, brother. It's yours. I put your name on it right now. <laughs> Thanks, man. I will definitely come. Property of Tobias when he arrives in the states <laughs> for his for, the, for their North American tour. Yeah, such man. an honor. <laughs> yeah, but so so uh, the older I got, I'm pretty. I have a broad spectrum of of musical inputs, and I had this period when I was listening a lot to uh, like synthwave. Uh, the retro uh, 80s Stranger Thing-ish uh, style. Um, okay. And, uh, of course, a lot of folk music. I've been into folk music quite deep. Um, but, like, today, if someone wants me to 
recommend a, a song, I would probably pick up, you know, some classic rock song from 70s or the 80s, maybe. Uh, so it, it differs also, you know, uh, the seasons here uh, in, in the win winter, it's dark all the time in Sweden. And that will also make the music I listen to be on the darker, more melancholic side. In the summertime, I guess country is great, you know. Uh, and I always try to find some inspiration in whatever I'm listening to, even if it's Backstreet Boys or whatever. Uh, everything you hear like uh, there's some must be some quality that that you can get inspired from even though it's far away from the sound of wormwood you know it can be how you build the songs the arrangements and or cool guitar lick whatever oh yeah dude there's uh music's just a, a, a endless well like you can just listen to whatever and like i know a few a few metal bands local to here that uh, a couple guitar players specifically that they they're incredible guitar players um polyphias is their name they um they don't even really listen to metal yeah they're, they're they're some of the best shredders best guitar players you'll see but they're mostly influenced by like pop or or uh rap any and that yeah. stuff so but but yet they're still phenomenal guitar players that could outshred most metal guitarists in that genre which you know it, not that it's a contest but it's just it, it's cool seeing people's influences uh create like just vastly differ and create stuff that's just brand new it, it's just such a melting pot yeah, and I, in in my case, you know, when I was in my teens, I like listened to, with a few exceptions, like only metal and maybe some punk, also like related genres. Uh, but uh, also, when I got more mature, I could like um, uh, find and open my eyes for new stuff and uh, there are actually a lot of great music out there uh, that are not metal and <laughs> I can say it now I would never open that door when I was 15 you know but uh, I did when I got older and I'm happy for it because n being too narrow-minded and only listening to the same genre you you play yourself, I don't think that will uh, end up being oh. interested interesting. Uh -oh. yeah. If you know what I mean. Uh oh, hello, you guys there? Hello. Oh yeah, we're here. I was just sitting here listening. I was writing stuff down. So mm -hmm. sorry, I'm a note taker by the way. So All I was right. just sitting here writing stuff down. Sorry, I just dropped off entirely. <laughs> yeah, in, I, I have two long monologues, I know. 
Oh no, 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 no. You're, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're typically you're awesome. No, I mean my 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 connection dropped. Is what I, <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, 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 no. My connection dropped. I was like, oh God, where is everybody? Hello. Connection to reality was what she was referring to. I thought. Um, yeah. No, dude. Oh man. We I'm we sorry. talk about that a lot though. I, I'm I'm not just you know, a heavy metal fan. I mean, I grew up, you know, I was born in the sixties and I grew up with, you know, listening to disco and the very beginning, I guess, of pop. And I'd always listened, you know, always been a big fan of rock, you know, sticks and Van Halen and, and all those guys. But I didn't get into metal till like, you know, 80 and I'd heard some stuff, you know, 79 or 80, but I really didn't get into it till like 81. And then I listened for a while and then, and I was in the military for like 15 years. So I kind of, you know, you, you, your music change, your music loves kind of change with the people that you're with, you know, because if you're surrounded by the same amount, the same people all the time, which we work with those guys from five o'clock in the morning till, you know, six, seven o'clock in the afternoon, you kind of take on what they listen to. It's like, oh, I'll listen to that. And that, that kind of morphs your, what you listen to and what you like. And then and then you, I, I kind of come back to to, to, to metal in the, in the late 2000s, when, or I say, I never really left, but I really started getting back into it at that time. So, yeah, I totally understand. It's not just, and I'm sure as a musician, you probably get influences from all those things, all those different things. I, I would think that would be kind of like, you know, w- w- would have a huge impact on what you guys write and play and listen to and stuff. Yes. Uh, let, let me uh, be a hippie once again. Uh, Go for it. I usually, even though I, I just said I, I pick inspirations from all kinds of music, but, but uh, uh, the inspiration I get the most out from is not music. Uh, it would be, you know, nature or, you know, just abstract feelings or uh, <laughs> paintings or whatever, just life in general. So the the influences of music are not so uh, maybe it's like five percent or something I would say uh, when I'm in writing mood and like now that I'm writing a new album I try to not listen so much to, to music at all actually yeah. Uh, I try to to find other things that I can translate into music. Uh, it's yeah, I know it sounds like far out, but uh, that's how, how how I do it. No, I mean that's I mean I I play video games and shit to to get me inspired uh, on stuff. You know, funny enough. So if it's not music that inspires me, it's video games or a tv show um so no no it makes sense yeah yeah but it, i can take like a another example like the painting example again um i can get inspired painting uh, from music uh, and like vice versa so uh, the, it's pretty interesting to have something that you can't hear and getting inspired from it uh, into music makes sense to me i mean we i mean that it, it, that's what this is where we nature for example i mean this is well they say we only get one 
So I yeah. could see that being a, w- without a doubt, being, being, being a, being a huge influence on, 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 not just on music, but you know, I'm a huge hiker and camper. So I, I'm, you know, I, 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 not this time of year necessarily, but a little bit when it's a little bit warmer, I'm out there, I'm out there hiking and camping and just, I prefer that's, that's awesome to me. That's, that, that's my relaxation time, a backpack. Preferably, I don't need anybody with me either, you know, just, just walking the trail, camping in a hammock or whatever the case may be. It's, it's just always fun. Yeah. I also love that shit. I'm out in the forests as often I get a time. Um, and that's also one of the things like I try to capture the moment like how would this beautiful scenery sound uh, then i get home you know try to remake it into a song maybe so or just a riff or a melody That's just, I, and, and, and i've told i've told cam this before and i've said us on this podcast every single all four episodes artists like yourself who can write and can play an instrument and do all those things. I, I'm just in all of, because I don't have that. That's not me. And, and, and when I listen to you guys and I watch what you guys do, I'm, I'm just awesome. And, and it really, and it's really, and I really appreciate you taking the time out. We're going to wrap this up because it's already been an hour. I know you're getting ready to put the kiddo to bed and it's getting kind of late your time, but I really, really, again, want to thank you Tobias so much for taking the time out and, and, and talking to us like this. It's really been amazing. Thank you so yeah, much. It's a pleasure, man. Cam, are you still with us there, buddy? Yeah, oh, I'm wow. here. There we go. <laughs> Wakes up from his nap. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> once again, we really want to thank Tobias for coming on the show today. Um, don't forget, if you'll check out the website, there's a link. There's a link to a, a, a massive Google search of all their stuff. They have their different albums, their, how you can get in touch with them, their website, their 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 uh, Twitter feed. And we will be giving away, unless I decide to crack it open my damn self and I have to buy another one, a <laughs> copy of their, their album. And Tobias, pronounce it for us one more time, please. Yeah, the, the album is, the, the newest album is called Not Arvet, which See, means, I, I would so ruin that. God, yeah, it means like night's heritage or heritage of the night. It sounds cheesy in English, but it sounds dope hey. in Swedish. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you heard it here, folks. Take the time, listen to it, buy it. Listen to this podcast. And once again, thank you so much, Tobias. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Uh, folks, don't forget, don't be, you know, take the time out to listen to all this good stuff. And we'll hear you guys again real soon. Thanks. Good night.